0: Yeah, affects every game designer sooner or later. It's a topic that heavily influences the success of our games. Because today we are going to talk about board game marketing. One advantage of big publishers is that they already have a loyal fan base that they can target with their new products and releases. In addition, they already have existing distribution channels, already a high media interest, and oftentimes a large marketing budget. All those things are extremely important for a successful market launch. And all those things are typically not available for first-time self-publishers. Nevertheless, there are many designers who still want to self-publish their own games and compete with the largest publishers. And I know that many of you um, also dream of publishing their own games. But how do you do that if you don't have easy access to all those success factors I just mentioned? This is the question we want to talk about today. And even um, though I have a bit of background in the marketing industry myself, I have invited a guest for today who can tell us firsthand. He's not only um, a business marketing major and the owner of the publishing company Stuffed Horse Games, but also right in the middle of publishing his game Battle Babies via Kickstarter. I am looking forward to yeah interesting experiences and helpful guidance uh, from our guest Brandon Sieger. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hi, oh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, before we start diving into the topic of marketing your game Battle Babies, can you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners um yeah where your love for board games comes from? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um so I would say starting to play board games um The first time I kind of realized that there's something more than like Monopoly or, you know, any of those classics and whatnot, um, I was introduced to Bang, the card game. Um, And that was near like the start of my high school days. And then just from there, I loved it. Uh, I got together with a group of friends like every single weekend to play board games. And that kind of just helped me grow my love for board games and my collection because I you know started buying a lot of board games and whatnot. Um, When it comes to like how I got... Into designing games, I I was starting community college, and I thought to myself, "I was like, hey, I have you know a good amount of time on my hands right now because um, I'm doing like a part-time job in college, and I you know had some couple extra hours. I wanted to you know have another project and whatnot. So I thought I might tackle designing a card game. Um, and this one's not Battle Babies, but it was something before I didn't do anything with any theme. Uh, it was simple rules, but I just wanted to learn how to do that and, and Making that card game really made me think afterwards, like, wow, I would really love to learn how to, how to market this game. Um, I want to learn how to like, market products that I care about, and I care about card games. So that's kind of how, after community college, I, I went to, um, went on to earn my degree, um, bachelor's of marketing and whatnot. Um, that's really where that passion for marketing came in was really card games, you know, uh, in, in specifically.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You have a passion for card games and um yeah, I can assure you I have though too and um I would say at least 90% of the listeners um have as well, so you came to the right show. Yeah. 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 So when did you when did you start designing Battle Babies? Yeah,
1: gosh. Okay. So it's kind of a confusing timeline in a sense. Um I would say like 3 or 4 years ago. Um but that sounds like a really long time. Um basically another kind of hard thing about being a self publisher i would say is that you know you're doing a lot of other things during that like i was i was going to college i was starting my college adventure uh i was working part-time um so like time wise with that it couldn't be like a full-time job um so i came up with the idea of battle babies my most recent card game uh i don't even remember how i just thought it would be kind of funny um you know these cute little characters stuff like that and i had a friend in high school who um, was going to college for, like, art design and whatnot. Um, so she's actually the person that was uh, designing and illustrating the, the characters in the game. Um, so realistically, I didn't start working, like, super seriously on it until, like, a year and a half ago. Because um, like, I was just kind of dabbling uh, in, like, the idea every once in a while. Uh, this last year I definitely kicked it up a notch and started like planning out when I need to work and what I need to get done because I really wanted to get this project done uh, but up until then it was realistically like just on the back burner because I really had to put on the back burner because it wasn't like a form of income or anything and I had college and I had work and just all those other sorts of things
0: just out of curiosity um how much hours uh, per week did you did you spend on on the game during the last year so just a rough estimate maybe just out of curiosity um, I usually try to spend like ten
1: hours a week um more recently, like in the past three or four months i i it's definitely been like more um like fifteen or twenty you know it's basically been the the weekends and whatnot <laughs> but yeah i would say I would say like I, I try to do like ten hours a week um you know an hour every day or something, and then a little bit more on the weekends.
0: Yeah, I, I guess it's probably going to be a bit more during the upcoming week when the when the game is live on Kickstarter.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been like this past month. I have been, um, you know, going to work. Uh, I have like an hour and twenty-minute commute, and I work full time. So it's like been doing that, like on my my commute on the bus. I've been like working, trying to fit in that work time and whatnot, uh, and I get back home and I just work. Um so it's like I haven't had much breaks but it, like it's exciting because I love it and it's coming up
0: soon. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So before we before we dive into our um yeah, main topic, maybe you can um tell the audience a bit about what Battle Babies is, what kind of game and how it actually works.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Battle Babies is basically a 2 to 4 player deck building card game. Uh, I really love deck building games and I think it's something that like I chose deck building with the theme. I kind of came with the theme first and tried to fit it in a certain place. But I really like the idea of, like, uh, as the gameplay goes on, uh, you start the deck with, like, ten different babies. um, Just, like, wacky theme. There's, like, Miner Baby, Archer Baby. There's a bunch of weird, wacky babies, Laser Baby. Um, And as you go throughout the game, you will acquire more cards, more babies to... Uh, kind of grow your army and whatnot and that's kind of the fun is like building your own strategy uh, by acquiring those different babies and whatnot and then also the fun aspect of just looking at really cute or really weird babies
0: yeah they look really really interesting uh, i've seen one uh, with lasers coming out of the eyes and stuff like that so uh the theme is really seems really fun
1: oh yeah definitely i've had a lot of fun like working with uh with my illustrator and, like designing it and and she's done a great job with uh, you know, designing the fun-looking uh, characters.
0: Yeah. So um, what kind of uh, games really were maybe the ones that influenced the, the design of the game the most? When you talk about deck builders, what kind of deck builders um, did you play in advance to designing the game?
1: Yeah, I would say um, probably the biggest uh, kind of inspiration in the sense of the, the, the one that's closest to the game would probably be like Star Realms. Um, I, I'd say it's the closest because in this game there's like life points and you're battling your opponent and taking down your opponent's life points. Similarly to Star Realms, not all deck building games deal with life points and whatnot, um, but because this one does, I'd say it's most similar to, to Star Realms in that aspect.
0: So awesome! And um, I mean, when I when I see a game like Star Realms, for example, I immediately know who the game is targeted to. Um, and targeting is an important aspect of marketing and something that we are, that we are going to talk about today. So um, maybe this is a good um, a good transition point to to start talking about the our main topic because um, when I see your game Battle Babies, um, I'm pretty sure you have also um, a targeted group. So who is the game targeted on for?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say around when the game, like I thought of the idea. Um, I think there was a big spur in, like, the the board game industry. Um, I mean, definitely, like, around 2015, like, board games started to get more popular. Um, And one of those games was, like, Exploding Kittens. Um, So I I feel like there's inspiration from a mechanic-wise with, like, the deck-building game, but then also, like, thematically-wise there have been a lot of great um, wacky card games that have kind of come out of, like, that period and whatnot. Like, Exploding Kittens, like, unstable unicorns those are all like in that wacky category um and and that's i guess partly with the theme I'm, I'm a lot of people love those silly type games it's like they have strategy and whatnot but they're all they also look ridiculous uh and just fun to play um so that's kind of kind of the feel that i was going for there um with, with like that group of people that really enjoyed um those types of games
0: yeah, my brother is completely into exploding kittens and, um, yeah, I just, uh, bought him imploding kittens as a, um, as a Christmas present. So, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we, we played that a lot, um, in the last year. So I, I, I guess I'm, I'm also part of your targeted group. So, um, when it comes to, to marketing, what, uh, what do you cons- consider part of marketing when it comes to, to board games?
1: Yes, so I would say, I mean, definitely involves, like, an online presence, I would say. I would say for, like, people that are just starting out, like you were saying in the beginning, uh, they don't have, like, as much funds as big, like, uh, developer or publishers and whatnot, and they don't have, like, a previous following. Um, so it's definitely trying to figure out how to get yourself out there and kind of get your game out and, and be heard and whatnot. Um, so definitely a big part of that, I would say, is, like, before the game launches you gotta try and figure out how to um get some sort of online presence um and a lot of this stuff you know i i've definitely you know like you learn things in college about marketing and then like it's different like applying it to like each different industry um so like as i've been getting more into like developing and designing and stuff like that i've learned how to apply it and like what resources i can go to um in like the board game industry for marketing and whatnot um but yeah i would definitely say uh, like social media i mean everybody kind of knows that social media is definitely a good thing but but definitely get set up on social media a good time before like your kickstarter campaign goes goes live and like post updates on like building the game and stuff like that um just to kind of get like a following out there um something i did before the launch i mean it hasn't launched yet it launches soon um is i built a website um i'm not like a developer or anything um and usually, like I feel like you're a self publisher. You're either, like a one man or two two man team or something, you know. Um, so I use like Wix or something. Um, it, it's really intuitive and easy to build with, uh, and you can make it look really good. Um, so that's what I did. And, and kind of with that, I I set up like a mailing list. Um, and that's something that is also really good that I have definitely heard is is you want to get a good mailing list set up um, before the Kickstarter launches. Um, just doing various things like. Going to conventions if you can, or like local board game shops, definitely spread it around like social media and your friends and your personal social media. Uh, those are just some things that I've found like beforehand that you need to do uh, to kind of set yourself up for more success when you launch the campaign.
0: And um, at what point in time, though, what is the correct timing to, to, to go online with your website and your social media presence and stuff like that? So, do you do that right? right after you have um your first prototype or after you are maybe completely satisfied with your prototype and um are planning your kickstarter campaign or during playtesting, or what would be um, the perfect timing what would you say
1: yeah i would say uh, and i guess i'm still trying to figure out that uh, like that timing aspect you know because i've only done it once um i would definitely say somewhere around like nearing the end of like a good prototyping phase um because like if you start your social media and, and online presence stuff like that like way early in like the game could change a a ton you know uh, if you ever get like a feel to where it's like okay this is leading this game is leading in this direction uh, and now I'm more changing like minor things and whatnot um, I, I'd say it's definitely a good time then to um, to kind of move into that area because um, then there's also fun things that you can do while uh, well building a presence in the sense of like posting you know updates or like you know uh instagram stories like hey i'm playtesting stuff like that just kind of be more interactive and and people that do follow feel like they're in on the uh you know kind of kind of game design enough um but not something to where it's like oh it's been like two years and like now the game's like almost coming out you know
0: so when you were talking about um designer diaries and stuff like that have you done this for your game as well something like um, your Insta- instagram stories or have you also used something like um, a work in progress um, thread on BoardGameGeek, geek for example
1: yeah i actually um so the main thing i've probably been doing um, is using instagram That's uh, probably my biggest social media platform there uh, with like my highest following um but yeah i would definitely say i've I've been doing like updates. Uh, more recently, it's been just kind of promoting the game. Um, but in the previous time, I've definitely been doing like updates on on the playtesting or like, hey, I have this new card design going out and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely been doing
0: that. When it comes to um, to the maybe to the to the big picture a little bit um, of marketing. Do you have some kind of, or did you spend some time to create a marketing plan or so for your for your entire campaign, for your Kickstarter campaign and your game?
1: Yeah, I would say um, I, I definitely have a plan or like a, mainly like a list. I'm um, I, I tried to get a list and research about all the different like marketing channels that I could go through, um, kind of figure out like, I didn't want to put all of my marketing into one area. Uh, and I do have a little bit of like a marketing budget. And, and that's the thing is like some Small creators don't, you know. Um, I was able to set aside a little bit of money for like a marketing budget, so I was trying to figure out where to put that into um, things like banner ads on websites. I would say BoardGameGeek. I've definitely heard very good things about uh, the use of that. Um, so like BoardGameGeek banner ads and stuff like that, you were able to um, pay for like you know like full full day front page banner ads and stuff like that. Um, I have definitely been looking around as well and like planning. Um, not only like banner ads for like board Game geek or, or, other popular, um, board gaming websites, uh, but places that do like posts, uh, or like blog posts and whatnot, it'd be good to like kind of go in there and message. And, and even if they ha- do have a price to like get a quote and see if it's something that's possible. Um, also like social media boosting through those places as well. Uh, just because as a large audience of people that you're trying to reach, you know, um, definitely just a big list of things like that like reviews and and like previews um like paid social media ads is something i'm i'm also doing um one thing like there's there's a list of things that you can do for like a free creator um and i would say like big ticket things for like uh free advertising is like i've found Facebook groups are definitely a huge thing uh, for board games. If you just go on Facebook and search, like, board games in the group section, there's definitely a large amount of uh, groups that have a good amount of people following, uh, and a lot of them will allow you to post about your Kickstarter for free. um, Or if not, there's, like banner ads that you could put on like their group page for like giveaways and stuff, which is relatively inexpensive. You know, if your project's being funded, it's just the cost of one game as if somebody's backing it. And you'll get a lot of traffic uh to your Kickstarter campaign as well through that. Um but yeah I would say for, like free advertising as well. I have plans for like I've printed posters. Um the posters aren't free, but like if I go to a local board game shops, uh they have definitely been like more than happy to put my poster um, like, in their window and whatnot. Um, and that's definitely awesome, you know, definitely awesome something about the board game community that I love is just people's willingness to kind of promote, um, you know, young developers and designers, and that's something that I, I think is still, you know, even though we don't have as much of a budget as, like, big publishers and whatnot, people are still super willing to, like, help us out.
0: Yeah, that's also something that I have experienced, that the industry is just super great, and everyone shares their best the best advice with each other and yeah there is i have not seen any game designer being jealous on the success of another one so this is completely different from other industries i would say at least what i experienced Absolutely. yeah and that's what i love about the industry um, yes i'm also part of um, a lot of facebook groups and i think it's a good advice to to join there um as early as possible, you don't have to wait until your Kickstarter campaign is about to start, and then maybe um, yeah, just share a link about this uh, your Kickstarter campaign. It's it's really helpful to join those groups um, early on in the design stage, and yeah, ask some questions there, try to get some help, and also um, give something back. So if you if you participate in these groups um, over time, you will get some. Yeah, some more credibility, and will be able to, to yeah, to post your your own design process, and then later on your Kickstarter campaign, it will be it will be received a little bit better than when you just uh, join and then try to spend your um yeah your advertising there.
1: Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree on that one, um, and I, I know that some of the board game groups like one of the rules like you can't just promote like you have to be active in the community. So if that's something. That you're going through for like designing a game, um, that's one of the timeframes that you kind of have to like recognize. Uh, is you can't just go into some of the groups and just spam and post because they won't they won't like that.
0: Yeah, I also um, can recommend um, Reddit as a resource because there's there are also um, great communities for board games and um, tabletop game design as well. And it's the same over there. If you try to um, to just promote your stuff. No one is really cares about it, yeah. So, but you, but if you, if you really become a part of the of the community, it's something completely different. There is one example how I you know, promote my um, my podcast episodes There, I ch- do not just post and post a thread that here's my new podcast episode. Listen to it. Um, I typically do it the other way around. I start maybe one or two weeks before the episode goes goes live. I, um, tell the community what the topic will be that I talk about and I ask them for their input. And, um, then once the show is live, I, um, I remember them, Hey, here, I just uh, put up the, the podcast episode, um, with all of your input. Thanks again. And this is, um, this is much more uh, received, better received than, um, if you just uh, spam your, your advertising there. And it's also more helpful for me as a designer. Yeah. But, um, Altogether, it's pretty much it's pretty often about getting the attention from the people. And as you know, there are a lot of new board games coming out uh, every week, so um, it's very important to to stand out compared to the other games. And um, not everyone has these nice uh, looking laser babies like you have. Um, <laughs> so um, I don't know. Do you have some some? Advice: How you can really stand out of the crowd and compared to all the other games?
1: Yeah, I I would definitely say artwork is a big thing. Um, I mean, it's definitely you know mechanics are definitely very important. Um, But I've been lucky enough to to work with somebody that you know has been uh, doing illustrations and stuff, and I really love the cute designs and whatnot. They don't need to be cute, you know. Um, But I would say illustration and artwork is definitely a big thing in the game um, industry, just because when you're promoting a game or showing a game or talking about your game, that's the first thing that people will see. Um, You know, not just the illustrations, but yeah, like how the cards look, Um, you know, if they have like a rough feel to them or something like that, like the card design, um, then, then I'd say people like might turn away from it. Uh, You know, just kind of assuming because you're like a small publisher and whatnot, um, you know, if people see like rough card designs or like uh, graphics or whatnot, they might assume that it's a bad game if, you know, just because we, you know, as as small game publishers and whatnot, um, you know, it's assumed that we don't have much experience in this area. And and that's true. Like this is my first like big project. Like I've done one like before, um, but this is my first big project where I'm I'm putting a ton of work into it. Um I'd say that's definitely something that has whenever somebody's seen Battle Babies that's piqued their interest is like the card design or the illustrations. They've been like, Oh, this game looks like professional type level, um, you know, so that's been a super th- good thing to hear. Um, so I-, I think it's definitely important.
0: Yes, of course. And um, you're right, it looks really professional, your game and also your website, by the way. So I would say this is uh, yeah, good stuff. Good, good job there. Yeah, thank you. When it comes to, to marketing, you often hear those terms like um, a sales funnel. So that you have some kind of Previous plan, how you can, yeah, m- maybe really move people from these first attention about your, your, your product or your game in that case, um, over to being really interested and getting this desire to really want to buy this game and then to take action. This is typically the, um, AEDA, uh, how it is called in the, in the marketing industry. So is this something that you really planned as a sales funnel? Um, from the beginning to the end, uh, for for your game designs as well, for your Kickstarter campaign? So how do you get these the attention from the people, and then how do you get them to really click that um, that back button um, on Kickstarter?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, since my campaign hasn't like launched yet, that's something that I'm I'm definitely still working through. But yeah, like planning wise ahead of time, like especially for my website my website's going to change as soon as the campaign goes live. Um, because one thing is I, I, definitely want to have the lowest amount of clicks to get to, um, the point that I want them to get to. Um, so right now on my website, um, you know, there's like a big sign up button and then a big Kickstarter button signing up for like signing up for the newsletter to get notified. That's one of the big things that I, I want right now. Cause they can't, you know, uh, they can't go to the Kickstarter right now and buy the game. Um, but definitely, when the game launches on my website, it's just going to be a big giant like Kickstarter button that they can click to go to the game. Um, so if they go to my website, that's one of the that's like the first thing they'll see. Um, that's definitely something on your website, your landing page. You definitely want it to be um, showing the thing that you want them to go to. Um, so either a giant Kickstarter button or a sign up button. That's definitely something uh, that is important because if they have a lot of clicks they have to go through, people get bored. And then they just click away. Um, So I'd say the quickest kind of straight line to where you want them to go is good. Uh, that's mainly for, like, website setup and whatnot. Um, But I would definitely say when when somebody goes on your project, like your Kickstarter project and stuff like that, another important thing for getting people's interest is, yeah, definitely, like, visuals of the campaign. Um, Definitely want to have a lot of good graphics and stuff on the campaign itself. Obviously, you want to have good content as well. Um, but again, like the visuals are something that kind of brings in the eye um, and then makes people, you know, read the good content, you know, because if there are bad visuals, stuff like that, then people might not read the good
0: content. Absolutely. You also mentioned that you are collecting email addresses uh, for an email newsletter. I think um, I'm pretty sure you're going to remember those people on the list that your Kickstarter campaign is live now um, or will do so in, in the future when it is live and um did you did you um also produce email content um during the last weeks or so to increase the hype uh, towards towards the the campaign or is this something that you that you will do during during the kickstarter campaign
1: yeah i think i think a lot of it um as i have people signed up for the mailing list and whatnot i have had updates um in my mailing list they haven't been you know as Free that like that frequent or heavy, um, but I would say that's something I'm definitely gonna be hitting a lot heavier during the campaign, just to remind people that it's going on. Um, but there have been definitely updates, uh, me talking about the game and the design, and then also just reminding. It's like, hey, we have a week left until campaign launches, and there's, you know, you definitely want to bet like there's going to be a video that goes up, or uh, not a video, sorry. Uh, there's definitely going to be a email that goes out that is going to like have a video of the uh Kickstarter intro it's like a day before launch and definitely going to be an email that goes out it's like we've launched you know that's definitely something important to like keep up because that's you know one of the big marketing platforms um some emails to keep up hype but i'm definitely going to be hitting it a lot harder during the campaign
0: and any specific plans to increase your outreach during the campaign when the campaign is live
1: yeah so um I'm going to be doing social media ads. Uh, I'm going to I have a budget, a little bit of a budget set aside for that. I have some banner ads that are that are set up for uh, like boardgamegeek.com. I have some banner ads set aside for like different places like boardgamequest.com and stuff like that. That's an avenue uh, to where I'm going to be like increasing um, some hype there. I have some giveaways on like Facebook groups that are going up. And then just personally for me, um, because I don't need much attention to that during the campaign, uh, when I have extra free time during the campaign, I will definitely be, uh, going out to like local game shops, um, or like there are some events that I have bookmarked for like restaurants that have like board game events going on. And I'm definitely going to go there and just talk to people, just kind of see, you know, wherever I could put flyers out some more, um, and whatnot and just talk to people and, and maybe, individually get like somebody interested in the project because realistically if somebody's interested in the project i reach somebody else that i haven't reached before they might reach other people um and it's definitely a lot more there's higher acquisition like percentage when you talk to people face to face than online just because it seems more personal um so that's definitely something i will be hitting hard during the kickstarter campaign as well is just going out there and talking to people within like the board game community
0: and that's awesome because uh yeah this face to face communication um is something that yeah people don't um don't really use anymore in this uh, digital age and um I think it can be quite helpful so going to conventions or to to board game cafes and stuff like that or shops I just know that that's how Magic the Gathering um was made a big game they were the designers were uh driving um the entire um, i think it was the west coast uh um up and down to and visiting all the shops and um i mean it was another time but um i'm pretty sure that this this can still be successful
1: oh yeah it's definitely definitely you know super cool story with that and and yeah I, i definitely agree that like you know especially if like you're doing everything else as well like if you have the time you might as well go out there because it might not reach as many people in like the amount of time but it definitely
0: makes more connections there yeah and um another aspect that seems to be very important in the board game industry um are reviews um because uh If you can get a lot of good reviews, um, yeah, this, of course, uh, increases your credibility as well. Um, And good reviews can really convince people to buy your game and you also, yeah, increase your reach because those reviewers typically have a large following. And, um, yeah, that would be a question for me as well. So how did you approach reviewers for your game and how did you do it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely have some some people, like, looking at the game, like, previewing um, and reviewing. So one thing I would say is I don't have as many people um, in that category, in that area. I definitely agree it's super important. Uh, but that's definitely, like, a learning lesson for me for, like, in the board game industry itself. When it comes to, like, marketing and reviews, uh, you definitely want to set them up, like, way before. Um, a lot of places that I've read have said, like, you need to reach out at least... 2 months before um there are definitely some good important things that I've learned like when it comes to time frames for specific things in the board game industry reviews and previews is one of them um especially if it's a, a big reviewer and whatnot i would say you definitely want to reach out at l- at least 2 months before um and definitely you want to create like a contact list of who you're going to contact I'd say like before that two months uh, just because s- things I didn't ant- anticipate um, when sing- sending out like requests for like reviews and whatnot was response time um, for when people got back to me and whatnot. And then also the length of time that it took for like gathering all of the, the places that I wanted to contact for reviews and whatnot and gathering that information. Um, so that's definitely something that I've, I've learned and, and definitely apply a lot more into my next campaign um, but it's definitely good to kind of get out there um, and tell other designers before um, they kind of make that same mistake in that area in the sense of like that's definitely something that you want to have set up ready like at least two months before I would say um, and, and with that like there are definitely other important time frames uh, for different things like like banner ads I would say you know a month before you would want to go set that up. Uh, there's definitely some banner ads I've been able to like set up because I've just seen the website. I'm like, oh I could I could do that. I, I could you know set it up real quick. So I have contacted and some places do allow you to set up like super quick, like within that week. Um, but there definitely are big ticket places like BoardGameGeek that have different advertising options and some of them are really booked up like three or four weeks out. Um, so if you're looking for something like that, that's definitely something you want to look at. Um, there are also a couple Facebook like giveaway places that um, have like schedules with that as well that you want to set up like a month
0: out. Yeah, that's a lot a uh, lot to take into account when it comes to to scheduling your your marketing campaign. And yeah, you, you need to really you really need some kind of project plan to get all of the to get a good overview of all of that if you want to make it professional. There's one thing that I heard about um about Kickstarter that it is actually a good promotion tool itself. Um, I heard from a lot of people that, um, they got a lot of attention simply by having their campaign on Kickstarter. Even without being successfully funded at the end, they were able to collect a lot of, um, new email addresses, um, during, during their campaign. And, um, another number that I heard was that almost 30 to 40% of the traffic to the Kickstarter campaign was like organic, um, traffic. Uh, through the Kickstarter search engine, and this is yeah, this yeah. is quite a lot. I would not have expected this number.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's definitely something. Uh, I mean, that's definitely a reason why I'm on Kickstarter is because it is an absolutely great platform uh, to kind of get launched as a, you know, like self publisher or like first time designer. And whatnot. I mean, that's kind of what the platform is built around. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely a good thing. Um, I I definitely agree that a lot of the Stats that I've seen are like, yeah, 30 to 40 percent of of traffic comes from just like people searching. Um, And and that's something that I'm hoping to like really help the campaign as well. If you get enough kick like at the start of your campaign, like the analytics of Kickstarter will kind of put you up on like the the popular list because there is like a popular category. And I've done that, too, to where like I've I've gone to Kickstarter and I've searched for like just the most popular games at this time, uh, and then a, a different list is sorted and pops up. Um, if you get your game on that list, like the first couple days, it could keep the momentum from like those Kickstarter searches and stuff like that, that could really help you boost. Um, so that's definitely something that I'm trying to get towards the, the first couple days, is to get on that popular list. Uh, because if I'm on there, then a lot more people from the Kickstarter platform will find me as well.
0: Do you promote that specifically, that people are going to back your campaign during the first couple of days? Do they get some special benefit for doing so, for example, or do you um, spend your the most of your marketing budget in the beginning of um, of the Kickstarter campaign, for example?
1: Yeah, I would say. Um, I mean, there are definitely. I've seen a lot of people do like early bird uh, specials for like you know cheaper card games and board games, stuff like that. Um, I I'm not doing. that. I'm wanting my campaign to just be simple. There are like two reward levels, uh, and that's it. Um, I'm definitely like you're saying taking a good amount of like my marketing budget and stuff like that and big pushes um like the first week um so I have a good amount of of ads that'll go out the first couple days um and then also a huge part of that um that you know I I feel like no designer or self-publisher um should ever like have a reason not to take advantage of is is using like your own personal community um because it's not really using like like people that I've talked to um about like my project have been super excited and like willing to help me out and back me and stuff like that just because they're super excited that i'm making a game uh and they love this you know the support and whatnot um so there's definitely a large amount of people from like my personal community like friend group um my old college and whatnot like family like they're super excited about it um so that's definitely something like if you have a good like personal community as well uh that's something that boosts it in the beginning because they're like they're going to be one of the first people to back it and of of course like your family, or like your sister, brother, or parents, like they're going to be one of the first people to back it in the first place. Um, so I, I'm also considering that in that sense of like marketing versus also like a big boost of that right in the beginning.
0: Yes, I've also heard that advice when it comes to um, to building a, a mailing list, for example. So you cannot only ask them to to support your campaign; you can also ask them to if they know anyone in their in their friends list that could be interested in it but that they become um the ones promoting promoting your product or your um your game um in their friends list as well this can be very helpful to um, to increase your reach
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's definitely something like i've already you know posted on my personal facebook as well about like the campaign launch and stuff like that and there's You know yeah there's definitely been tons of like shares on Facebook and stuff like that and people that I haven't known um, but uh, have been connected to people that I do know you know have definitely joined the newsletter and stuff like that Um, and that's another reason why to do it is kind of the outward spread like the word of mouth is is something that's really good uh, for getting the word out you know kind of similar to going outside and talking to people in the board game community it kind of makes that connection and then they might also talk to somebody else about it
0: yeah i just remembered one one another advice um that i some somewhere i think i read it somewhere um is that it can be very helpful um during your playtests to to take pictures um of your playtest and publish them online maybe in Maybe, I don't know, it can be on Instagram or it can be on Facebook or on BoardGameGeek, whatever the social media platform of your choice is. And um, then you could kindly ask your playtesters um, to talk about their experience online. And um, that can really help to start the discussion about your game and it can also it also increases your credibility if if the people talk about what they liked and maybe what can be um, can be increased um, gameplay wise and if you if you listen to them and um, have a have a nice discussion online that can definitely increase your credibility and um, also the interest from other people so this is a good advice that i've um, i've read or heard um, that i wanted to share here as well as part of a yeah a good marketing strategy
1: oh yeah i absolutely agree with that that's that's definitely important
0: um, that's also another thing so what i've um, experienced myself is that you you really cannot use all of the social media channels out there you should really focus on on one or maybe two um social media channels because um otherwise you are doing all of them but none of them really correct they are all a bit they function a little bit different and what do, what do you think about this
1: yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I, I see the credibility of that. Um, and especially being like a, you know, self-publisher, self-designer, it's really difficult to kind of put 100% in like one category of like marketing design um, just because like me, myself, uh, my illustrator, yes, is, is, is working on the game, making the illustrations, So I, that's not a part of what I do, but I'm doing everything else. So, so it definitely is difficult to do 100% into every category um you know because usually like big industries and companies they have like one person that does like the social media management and stuff like that um, so i definitely i have a facebook twitter um and instagram but i mainly focus on the facebook and instagram portions um and that's something that i definitely have a lot more of my my falling from is facebook and instagram um, but yeah so I, I definitely think that's important especially because you know, your time is precious when you're when you're building the campaign, and then you're also designing the game because you have a lot of other things going on in your life.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you, you just mentioned that you are doing this all on your own, and I mean you are you are a marketing major, but um, what about someone else who has absolutely no experience in this area? Would you say it is a possibility to to completely outdoors the the marketing for your game? Yeah,
1: I would say that's that's definitely an option. Um again, I think that's something kind of balancing like if you have money or not, because definitely it'll probably cost money to outsource marketing, you know. Uh and that's kind of the half the battle is like figuring out where your limits are in the sense of if you're a new board game designer or publisher you might not have a lot of money but if you do but you have no marketing experience or something like that that's definitely something you can do i would also suggest reaching out to your local community like your friends and family and whatnot and see if there's anybody that can help you um i've definitely had you know my friend from high school is an illustrator um and i'm paying her for her artwork but it's definitely something to where we're able to kind of like build off each other and i'm helping her build her like portfolio for art and whatnot um, so if there's somebody that you know in your community that like does marketing or something um, you could definitely reach out to them see if they'd be willing to help on the project um, you could definitely as well if you don't have any money like you could offer them like a percentage of the Kickstarter campaign if you still like if the, you know they want compensation somehow um, just make sure they understand like if it doesn't go through like you both just don't get paid you know um, but I would definitely reach out to your local community because One at your local community, you'll be able to communicate better with those people as opposed to like professionals from like across the world or something like that. Um, And it might be like a lower cost, um, just because people are willing to help you out more, like a lower cost if they know you personally. um, Just using the strength of your community.
0: Yeah, that's that's good advice. I also heard that um, yeah, on on Fiverr you can find a lot of people offering um, advertising, social media support, but I have never tried it myself though. I cannot really really recommend it here because um, I do not have any experience with it.
1: Yeah, and I, I've definitely seen that on Fiverr. Well, yeah, like, like you're saying, is I don't have experience with it as well because I've been trying to do my own like marketing, advertising, and social media and stuff. Um, so that's definitely something I would say people could look into. But yeah, we don't have any say on that, I guess.
0: Okay, Brandon. Um, anything else that you would like to, to share? Any experience that you made that um, could help other designers on their way of advertising their own games?
1: Yeah, one one thing I would say, um, advice wise is is recently a mistake that I made um with like budgeting and like ads and stuff. Snapchat is something I've been using to like put promotional ads on because it has really high impressions for like the amount of swipe ups and stuff that you got. Like I just put out an, an ad today. Um I spent two dollars of it and I already have two people added to like my mailing list from it. So it's very low like cost to acquisition. It's like I got one email subscriber per dollar. So I definitely check out Snapchat. Um, it kind of depends on the people that you're trying to bring in though as well. Um, but one mistake from that is is I did an ad before then on on Snapchat before this one, and for some reason it had 800 swipe ups and nobody subscribed to the email uh, emailing list. And I was trying to figure out forever what happened because that didn't make sense uh, for like conversion rates at all to have nobody sign up. Um, and something that I found out was on my mobile version of my website the email signup list didn't work Um, so that's something like as you're building an emailing list it's very important to make sure like it works desktop and then also mobile Um, and like even on Wix it's like that's something that like got messed up somehow and I had to go back through and make sure that it works on like desktop and mobile device Um, just kind of double check everything um, in like the steps from getting people from where you want to you know the end goal.
0: So what it is, yeah, from our mistakes, we can learn and we will do it better next time. Always the same. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's definitely things like I've definitely learned a lot of things from the start of this project. And it's like, all right, maybe it's too late to fix it here. You know, it's like it's already happened, but I'm definitely super excited for my next project to apply all of the learning experiences that I've uh, created from this design.
0: So, Brenton, when, when does your your Kickstarter go, go live for the audience? Yeah, so uh,
1: my Kickstarter for Battle Babies, go uh, it is live January 28th. Um, it'll go live around like eleven o'clock um pacific time um, for people if they're asking for a specific time but yeah january twenty eighth
0: so this show will go go up probably on january the twenty seventh so if you listen to it, there is a good chance that the show uh, that the Kickstarter campaign is already live um or will go live in the next day. so please everyone go and um. Look up uh, Battle Babies because the uh, the game looks really nice um, and yeah, who doesn't like to play with uh, babies with uh, lasers coming from their eyes and uh, zombie babies and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's really it's really a good looking game and um, I'm looking forward to um, to play it with my brother who is uh, very much into exploding kittens. I'm pretty sure he will he will love it. Awesome, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so um, I will include all the all the links in the show notes if you want to look it up. Um, just go to the um, to the links in the show notes. Um, or Brandon, Um please tell the people how they can find you on the on the internet.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so on Instagram, it's Stuffed Horse Games. Um, also on Facebook, Stuffed Horse Games. Uh, if you go to Battlebabiesgame.com, you'll be able to find it. And then also StuffedHorseGames.com. That's uh, my design company name. Um, so that's where you can find me.
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Brent, for coming to the show today, and I wish you all the best for your Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you for having me.